0: If you can dream it, we can help you create it. Welcome to the You Create podcast, the show that teaches you how to take the power and flexibility of a Stepcraft 3D CNC system and turn your ideas into reality. So let your ideas flow because we want to know what will you create. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the You Create podcast. My name is Eric Royer, and I wanted to thank you for joining me for episode number nine. Uh, I hope you guys have been uh, making a lot of cool stuff, and uh, I really appreciate you uh, joining me here and, and subscribing to the podcast. I uh, Sorry, the last couple of weeks, I, I haven't gotten to one. We've been uh, really busy preparing for the holidays and uh, getting, you know, we've acquired quite a few new customers. Uh, as a result of a lot of marketing we've been doing online, which is always a good thing, but it makes it a little difficult for me to get to the microphone here. Uh, and so I apologize, but I am going to try to step it back up to at least doing once a week here, um, beginning now. So this week, uh, I wanted to um, talk about a couple of things. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is a fellow by the name of Bill Griggs, um, he uh i've i met him years ago uh through the radio control model airplane community and a couple of weeks ago he had me he has a podcast called cnc router tips podcast and i encourage you to go listen to it uh cncroutertips.com uh it's a really good podcast uh bill's a great guy he has a community on facebook as well uh if you just search uh, cnc router tips you'll find it and it's a private group but you could just uh, click to join uh, he asked me to be on his podcast as a guest a couple of weeks ago, and I listened to the interview that uh, he put together twice now, and uh, it just it came out really, really well. I and I really appreciate him doing that for me and giving me a chance to talk about StepCraft and some of the things that you know we do here, as well as some of the visions that we have for the company. So uh, I will put a link to that um, particular episode uh in the show notes but I do encourage you to go have a listen and uh when you uh, join the um CNC router tips community on Facebook and uh you know give Bill a shout for me he's a he's a great guy. Uh so that being said um next thing I wanted to talk about was I finally uh got to cross something off my bucket list this uh this past week. I uh I've been a writer professionally for a good part of my life, uh, mostly writing technical reviews and articles and stories and things regarding the, um, radio control hobby community, which is the space that I came from prior to, uh, starting Stepcraft here in, uh, in the U S. So, uh, one thing I've never got a chance to do those, write a book. And, uh, given the last several months of, uh, conversations with customers and, Uh, emails that we get and support calls and uh, questions and things, I I thought it'd be kind of cool to put together a book. So I started working on um, my first book called uh, Start Your Own Business uh, with an all-in-one CNC uh, creation system. And uh, I've launched a book uh, two days ago now, and today is actually the 17th of December. So I launched on the 15th. And you can download a copy for free. We are, it is going to the printer, so we will have printed copies available as well. But uh, if you'd love to download a copy of this book, please go to uh, stepcraft.us forward slash ebook. And you could uh, just put your name and email in and you'll get a link to download it. And I'd love to hear what you, what you think about it. Uh, the premise for the book was to address a lot of people who have ideas and don't know how to take their ideas and make them into a reality, specifically when it comes to uh, being able to resell or, or, start a small business or a large business for that matter, based on your ideas. And from research that I've done, I've, I've found that people, a lot of people have ideas. Every day you have an idea and what stops most people is fear, lack of knowing, how to take their idea and make it a reality, and finances; those are usually the three things. So, um, I can't help too much with the finance part, but I was certainly hoping to take some of the fear and provide a solution uh, that you know is available to anybody to be able to do this. So, uh, you know, it's about sixty pages. It's not a huge book. It's certainly not a hard read, uh, and, and you know, it'll give you some highlights. I have some examples of. Some StepCraft customers and some businesses that they've started. Uh, there's a lot of creative things that people are doing, and I'm I'm really hoping that uh, you know this book helps more people, uh, whether they buy a StepCraft system or whether they use the ideas for a system they may already have or or another system that they're looking at. Uh, I just I'm hoping that um, some people find it useful. So. Uh, I encourage you, again, uh, please go over to stepcraft.us forward slash ebook and download a copy of it. Uh, there is no charge for it. Uh, so uh, let's see what's on my list here. So uh, the ebook, um, next thing is uh, I wanted to talk about lithophanes. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of posts online with people that are, are doing lithophanes. And, and I, for those of you who don't know what it is, it is, it's a – process of which you take a photograph and using software, uh, I, in this case, I'm using Vectric Aspire, uh, you convert the image into a tool path. Uh, and what it does is it creates kind of like a negative. Um, if you were looking at it, it, it almost looks like a negative and, and it carves in 3d, uh, the photograph out of uh, material, uh, two common materials that people use are the quarter inch Corian, uh, white Corian. And uh, there's a, another material that a lot of a lot of people, the one I'm understanding, and I actually bought some because I, I wanted to try it. It's, it's called Candlestone. And uh, I found a supplier online that I was able to buy, uh, let's see, 10, eight by 10 inch uh, pieces of this material and it costs me about 70 bucks shipped. So, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive either. And what happens is when you carve the the photograph into this material, it, it really it doesn't look like much. In fact, it looks looks pretty crappy when you're just looking at it because it's a it's kind of a negative and it's in three dimensions and um it it's not that impressive, but when you apply a light to the back of it, the photograph just mysteriously appears, and so whatever you carved out of the material, uh, light—you know—the the light kind of light, lights it up, and and what it looks like is a black and white photograph, and the resolution is amazing. Um, it's kind of neat because when you first do one, you know, you you're looking at it on your machine, you're like, oh, really? This is this is what I made, huh? Uh, certainly not something you'd want to give as a gift. And then as soon as you apply that light, you're like, whoa, you're kind of blown away. that uh, This this is pretty awesome. I actually had a demo here the other day with a couple that came down from upstate New York. And I had a sample one that I I had just done. And I showed it to them. I'm like, hey, check this out. Wouldn't you love to get this for a gift? And they were looking at me funny because it doesn't look like much, you know. And uh, then I I applied an LED light to the back of it. And the look on their face was, it was priceless. They were blown away that like all of a sudden this, this really nice high resolution, um, black and white image appears. So the, um, the, I, the more I've been seeing these things, you know, I, I said, well, I gotta, I gotta learn how to do this. I gotta give it a try. And, uh, I have a, uh, a gift idea that I wanted to do. So, I put a piece of candlestone on our Stepcraft uh, 600 machine, and there's a there's a couple things you need to do when you bring the image into Aspire. Now, I'm not going to go through a step-by-step here in this podcast on how to do it because it's more of a visual thing as, as far as how to set up a lithophane, but I am planning on doing a video to explain how to do it because I, I think it's really important. Not not only that, it's fun. Um, It's just, it's a really cool thing to do with a CNC machine that I'm sure a lot of people don't know much about. So uh, I will cover that in a future video that I will put together. Most likely uh, it'll be over the holidays here when I have some little bit of downtime to work on some of this stuff. But when you um, bring the image in and you create the toolpath for it, you much like any other um, any other Vectric program, you have to set your material dimensions, so the the length and width of, of your material plus the thickness. And there's a setting where you can take the actual three dimensional image, the photo, and you can recess it into the um, into the stock. And right when you start, it comes off level with the surface of the material, but what you need to do is reduce, re- bring it down into the material. The, the whole idea with the lithophane is that uh, the darker areas are less material is carved, if that makes sense. And the lighter areas, more material is carved. So when you shine a light through the back of the candlestone or the corian, the thin areas are going to be brighter and that would represent the lighter area of the photograph where the dark areas are thicker, which represent the dark areas of the photograph. So because they're thicker, less light can get through the material and therefore it shows up dark gray or black, um, on the final lithophane. So in the first one I did, I, I made a mistake. Um, I was, uh, I'd set it to 0.4, uh, inches, um, i'm sorry 0.4 millimeters uh as far as a, a back thickness and and that was totally too thin so what ended up happening was as it was cutting it actually broke right through the the back of the material it was too thin so i've i've since learned um the proper thickness to set that at for uh for at least for a stepcraft machine using uh, an eighth inch ball nose end mill and um, subsequent ones that I did, you know, came out perfect. And, and, uh, cause you, you don't want to have too, you, you don't want to have too little thickness, obviously, because you run the risk of it being so thin that it breaks through like I had to happen, but you don't want it to be too thick either, because then it's going to have a harder time letting light through even on the lighter areas of the image. So it's really important that you find a, a happy medium there. And that's something that I will explain, like I said, in this future, how to video, because I think it's important, um, to go through and, and show you really how easy it is. I'm using Aspire to make uh, my lithophanes, but I know that, you know, that's a $2,000 program and is most likely out of reach for uh, most home hobby uh, CNC users. So uh, the other program that you could use, which is much less expensive, is uh, Vectric. Uh, they call it Photo v And, uh, that's a program that's designed to do just that, to take the, uh, to image and, and turn it into a, uh, 3d, um, toolpath that will allow you to create a, a lithophane. So, um, that's something that I, what I'll probably do in the video is I will most likely show it, uh, in that program and not in aspire just so that it's more within reach for, for most people. So, um, Essentially, you know, it's funny that I was just reading something the other day and, and um, I always like to find out where a word or where an idea originally comes from. And um, the word lithophane is a, is a Greek word and it actually means light in stone or pier in stone. And that's it's interesting because that's essentially what we're doing. We're taking a piece of light stone like Corian or candlestone and we are etching out A photograph that, when you light it back up, it lights up, and then that image will appear. So, it's it's pretty cool. And there's a lot of different uses for lithophanes. Um, The one that I'm working on for a gift will actually be a photograph that will be framed. So, I actually have a a five by seven frame that I bought, and I'm going to instead of putting a picture in the frame, I'm going to create. But I'll put the the lithophane that I create in there, and then I will make a, a small box to attach to the back of the uh, picture frame with a light in it. And you know, I'll put a switch and a and a wire so it can be plugged into the wall. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking at doing. Um, some people use them for lampshades or window panels. Um, the uh, I know that uh, there's they said some German beer jugs that used to use translucent bases that they turned into 3D pitchers um, once the beer had been drunk. So I, I thought that was interesting, especially because Stepcraft is a German company. So I, I guess I got to go and interrogate the guys seas and, uh, you know, find out more about these beer jugs. Uh, at the very least, we've got to do some, some testing on that. Um, one other idea I saw for lithophanes that were kind of cool was uh, you buy a uh, um, plug-in wall nightlight and they they have these ones where they're they're kind of square and it's got a light bulb behind it and the square piece is nothing more than a a piece of like translucent white uh, plexiglass and you could actually take that off and you know make a small the same size a lithophane that size and replace the plexiglass with the lithophane so when the nightlight comes on it's actually a a photograph, which I thought was really cool. And I saw a lot of people that are doing that online as well. So that's something else that I may take a look at trying to replicate and perhaps do a video to show everybody how that's done uh, as well. But uh, so, yeah, so that's some examples of uh, what you can do with lithophane and, you know, kind of where the whole concept came from. Uh, now, again, materials, I, I had talked about using... Um, quarter inch white Corian. And, uh, I also talked about, um, using candlestone. Now there's another, um, material you could use, which would be a white translucent plexiglass or acrylic. Um, it's, it's pretty cheap and it's widely available. The, the biggest problem with those materials that I've found is that they're, they're definitely more difficult to, um, to machine. And, um, especially, uh, acrylic, you know, for this type of thing, I've just, you know, I can do it and it works fine. But when you put a piece of candlestone in the machine, it cuts, it's, it, 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 I, it just cuts really easily. I, it's not a, there's not a huge strain on the CNC or the spindle. Um, it does make a crazy amount of, um, d- not dust, but they're, they're like little flakes that chip off as you're, um, as you're cutting. And they stick to everything. So I definitely recommend that when you're doing a lithophane, you want to make sure you have some sort of an exhaust adapter or a vacuum attachment connected to your CNC because these little white things, um, you know, will stick to everything and they'll make a mess. So, you know, definitely, definitely use that. Now, the types of tools that you use to create a lithophane are you're going to need a ball nose cutter or ball nose end mill. And um, generally speaking, the smaller uh, the design, the smaller the cutter diameter. It's required to ensure that you get the maximum detail uh, machined in each piece. So the larger the cutter diameter, the less material that you, or the less detail you're going to have in the material. Uh, a three-inch ball nose cutter, uh, in my opinion, gives a gives a good level of detail and uh, significantly cuts down on the production time. Um, and I was cutting a, uh, eight by 10 lithophane. And I think that that worked pretty well for that. Now, when I shrunk it to a five by seven, I actually, uh, was when you light the image up, it, it looks a little blurry. So, uh, that's telling me that I needed to engrave or, or mill out, uh, uh more detail. So, what I ended up doing was I created two finished tool paths. I have one for the eighth inch ball nose cutter that went through and it machined everything out and it because it's a little larger, it took less time uh, to do that. Then I went back with a one sixteenth inch or 1.5 millimeter ball nose cutter and ran a second finishing tool path and that got in and just created... A tremendous amount of detail in the uh, in the image. It was it was actually pretty incredible. So, uh, it, however, that being said, uh, this is not a quick process. Even on a on a big machine, uh, it doesn't really matter the size the machine whether it's industrial or not. It's it's still a slow process because as your your the end mill is moving across the material. You got to think about all these little details. So the Z axis is constantly moving up and down, as as the X and Y are moving, and because of that, it just it you know just the nature of it, it, it it's slower to machine. Um, to give you an example, a five by seven lithothane that I did, uh, I was running at full speed in the machine. It took about two and a half hours for the first finish pass. And then when I switched to a 16th inch, it took almost four hours. Um, so it's it's a, it's a long process. Um, the end results are, are amazing. So if this is something that you're looking to do for a business, uh, I definitely recommend you doing a couple of these to get a real good idea as to how long it's gonna take for a given size because uh, you wanna make sure that you incorporate that into your pricing structure so that if you have a business, you're actually making money. Um, with this, and you know, you've kind of taken that all into consideration. Now, after you create your lithophane, the next thing that you need to look at, obviously, is you have to backlight it. So, there's a lot of different ways that I've seen people do it. In uh, the way that I'm doing it, I went to uh, Michael's Crafts, or you can go to Walmart or wherever, whoever sells picture frames. And I found a wood frame that I, I really like. And um, what I'm gonna do is. You have to keep in mind when you, when you buy a frame that it's not just a piece of paper, like a photograph that you're putting in there, it's, it's going to be thicker, um, potentially up to a quarter of an inch. So you need to make sure that there's a recess for the image that is, um, at least at depth. So that's one thing that you want to do. Uh, now you can of course make modifications to the back of the frame because nobody's really going to see it. Uh, you could. Some people you use glass. So if the frame has glass, you can put the lithophane behind the glass, and it gives you more of a reflective look. Uh, in my case, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm taking the glass out as well. So the lithophane is going to recess in flush. And since it's a wooden frame, well, all I'm doing is uh, using some quarter inch plywood. Uh, I've designed out on Cut Two D uh, the pieces to make a box to cover the back of the, uh, the five by seven area where the photo or the lithophane is. So that, uh, then what I did was I, I tried to figure out how I want, like, you know, most picture frames, if you're going to put them on a desk, like freestanding, they have that little tab that you fold out in the back, like a, like a leg. And it typically angles the frame slightly backwards, obviously, so that it doesn't fall forward. Uh, so you have to keep that in mind too. If you're going to create a lithophane out of a picture frame, you want to make sure that when you make the box on the back, you have some sort of a uh, accounted for a leg, so you get the right angle when it's sitting there on the shelf or on your mantle or wherever. Um, you don't want it to be too too sharp back, because then you know it's it's looking upward, but you don't want it to be too vertical either, because then you run the risk of it falling over, and if it falls on the floor, you, you know, it could smash and break it. So. Keep that in mind when you create a rear enclosure for it. Uh, The other thing is the light. Um, I like to use LED lights because you can get LED light strips uh, relatively inexpensive online. And they come in a, a spool. There's a light every inch or so on the strip. And every three or four inches, there's a set of contacts. So all you need to do if you wanted to make, say, three rows of lights you can cut three strips of the led strips and then solder wires from each strip and then to a power supply the led strips are typically 12 volts so you could use a standard 12 volt hobby power supply or something you would buy at radio shack or maybe you have some lying around from an old cordless phone or something like that so that that's really all you need for that some people use light bulbs like an incandescent bulb Um, I found that when you use an incandescent bulb, they do work, but you end up getting a hotter spot kind of in the center where the bulb is. So I like the fact that the light is more even when you're using uh, LED strips because you don't have any specific hot spots on there. So that's something to consider. Uh, Also, when you wire these in, you want to make sure that you have some sort of an on-off switch to it as well because you you don't want to leave it on all the time. Or, or maybe you do, but just to, either way that'll save you from having to unplug it and plug it back in uh, a simple lamp cord or uh, you know, a simple on-off switch. You can even buy switches, like I said, a Radio Shack for a couple dollars that you can incorporate into the back of the box so you can have a switch right on it. So, I mean, that's pretty much the overview of what a lithophane is, I'll I'll put a couple example photos up on the show notes, and like I said, in the next week or two, I will have a video that explains how to do it using Photo VCarve uh, from Vectric and using quarter inch candlestone on a StepCraft machine. So I'm kind of excited to do that because I think it's a really neat application. Uh, like I said, you have to be patient because they do take a while to produce, but. The end result is amazing. And uh, you know, when you make one and it be it's a great gift idea too, because when somebody's looking at it, they're they're a little thrown off. But once you hit that light, uh, it's it's pretty amazing. So anyway, um that was pretty much what I want to talk about this week. I thank you for joining me. Uh please look for some information on the show notes page at you Create Podcast forward slash zero zero nine. And I will have um a notification going out for the uh, video once that is finished. And also, please, I encourage you to download a copy, a free copy of the uh, the book that I just wrote, uh, Starting a Business with a Stepcraft Machine. And you can get that at www.stepcraft.us forward slash ebook. So thanks again for joining me this week, and I look forward to talking to you soon. If uh, I don't get another show out before the holidays, I wish everybody a very happy holiday and a happy new year.